Hello and welcome to Quiz Time India. My name is Aditya and I'm your host and quiz master. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. This is episode number 15 and we will be starting the episode with the previous episode's audience question. Yes, every episode has an audience question and last week's guest was Vivek Tejuja and this is the question that Vivek asked. All right. So my question for your audience is very simple. X reinvented his popular track from the 90s by crowdsourcing the lyrics from his fans which resulted in the new version of the song commenting on demonetization and american elections amongst other things what your audience has to do is just identify X and the song All right and the correct answer to last week's question was Urvashi Urvashi by AR Rahman We got a whole lot of correct answers and if you would also like to answer our audience question which is at the end of each episode all you have to do is find us on Instagram Facebook Twitter and send us the answer on Instagram we are at the rate quiz time india we can also be found at at the rate podcast studio 41 on Instagram and on Twitter and for Facebook and for Facebook reach out to us at studio 41 So yeah, that was the matter of the audience question. Now to this week's quiz. First up, let me introduce this week's guest. This week's guest on the podcast is Bertie Ashley. Bertie is from Madurai in Tamil Nadu and he is a molecular geneticist at the Dystrophy Annihilation Research Trust, aka DART. When Bertie is not busy doing his research or writing grants, he can be usually seen at a concert or at a quiz. Bertie is a music lover. He listens to everything from Hindustani to heavy metal. Apart from that, he is also an avid quizzer. And uh, if you've seen the popular TV show Ninagalum Velalum Orukodi, pardon my Tamil, but that is the Tamil version of Kaun Banega Karodpati, then you would have probably seen his name in the end credits as he is the senior content editor there. So basically, he is responsible for making the questions. and ensuring their facts are correct not only that if you read the newspaper the hindu then you would have come across a column on the hindu sunday magazine called easy like sunday morning quiz and this is a quiz which has been going out for a while and bertie is the man behind it so every sunday he comes up with a quiz which gets published on the hindu sunday magazine and not only that he is also a published author of quizzes yeah he has a book under his name called quizzes for the quirky minds it was released in 2018 by rupa publications and in one week became the best seller in its category on amazon isn't that cool i'm so stoked to get bertie on the show he seems to be doing so many exciting things as a quizzer i am super excited my name is aditya i'm your host and quizmaster Thank you for tuning in to Quiz Time India. Welcome Bertie, welcome to Quiz Time India. It's so good to have you here today. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. It's uh, it's actually an honor to be here. I've like followed your uh, podcast and seen the other episodes and I'm like, yeah, I'm finally on the podcast. As you said, India's first quizzing podcast and now I'm on it. So, it's yeah. good to have you on the podcast. I'll just do a quick round up of how we do the show here. How do we do the quiz? The format is quite simple. The idea is quite simple. You and I, we trade trivia one after the other. 
we alternate asking each other questions and hints are allowed we can lead each other to the answer that's also fine and at the end of it the plan the idea the big idea is that we both get to learn some new trivia and you are encouraged to share your thoughts on the questions or, or what your chain of thought is does that make sense absolutely yes i'm quite excited all right so i'll start out with the first question and this first question is thanks to a link that i came across on the economist the magazine and it was quite interesting okay it took me a while to make a question around it but just the fact that this thing is happening was quite interesting to me so first question is that certain african nations have found an ingenious way to make money by honoring certain european idols okay the way in which they make money is by a really old tradition whose name whose present day name comes from a combination of french word for loving and greek word for exempted from payment can you tell me how these african nations are making money by using by honoring rather european idols uh okay is european idols as in uh, religious idols or as in uh, cultural figures it can be a whole lot of things so for example this is central african republic uh-huh. which is a landlocked country and okay. it was a former french uh-huh. colony and it has okay. no relationship to cricket but in 2016 okay. well they basically honored len hutton who was a english cricketer huh. and so okay. did niger and uh, portuguese speaking mozambique <laughs> okay is this through stamps releasing stamps you are absolutely right oh that is so cool man so philately yes philately is what it was philia led to love which was from the french part of it and telia oh. came from telos which was tax and the, oh. there was a a added to it so it became atelia which meant exempted from tax So that's what happens when you pay for the stamp the receiver doesn't have to pay for receiving the letter and loving got attached to it because people who loved stamps that's how flately came in <laughs> and apparently that, that is so cool i did not know that til <laughs> you got the right answer though and it's quite interesting how this has become a industry of sorts as i said these african nations have nothing to do with cricket yet niger mozambique <laughs> and central african republic have given out stamps to len hutton who played in 1938 for then there is guinea bissau who made stamps for johan sebastian bach for his wow. 260th anniversary of his death and sierra leone itself with a population of 7.6 million which is i think less than what bombay or bangalore have have turned up <laughs> turned out 1500 stamps in one year so what they do is the idea behind it is they take these stamps and they make limited editions of these and people especially in europe when they see a certain stamp has come out they pay good bucks for this i can imagine and imagine like right now right now i i want that johann sebastian bach stamp i would be ready to pay for it they goes at times for just 5 dollars or 5 pounds or 5 euros but the thing is if you are like sierra leone is coming out with 1500 stamps in a year different dedicated to different people imagine that into how many thousands they make of it or lakhs they make out of it and every one gets sold for 5 pounds imagine how many millions oh. are going through in each african nation and they be doing it for 70 years why aren't we doing this We actually released 139 original stamps in 
That is so cool. Uh, another interesting thing that a lot of African countries now that they've realized they're going to do this for the longest time, what they've done is they have contracted mm-hmm. a Lithuanian outfit called Stamperija or Stamperija to design and print these stamps. And basically, that outfit also <laughs> does a very low quality job. So in 2014, the same Central African Republic, they wanted to commemorate Marilyn Monroe. But Stamperija, the one who was making the stamp, got a picture of a drag artist from New York. So right now, there are actual stamps of a drag artist in New York who probably doesn't even know there are stamps is being circulated all across Africa with their picture on it. Wow, <laughs> problems of outsourcing. This is so cool. So that was the first question. Congratulations, Bertie. You got it right. They do make stamps. That is a fantastic question. That is fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, it's your turn now. Ask me a question, and yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Okay, it's 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 a very simple, straight question. So, which uh, was the first man-made object to go supersonic? Which was the first man-made object to go supersonic? So, yep, faster than the speed of sound. Yeah. So my first thought was Concorde, but obviously, before we could send a plane, I'm pretty sure we could have sent other smaller things quicker than the speed of sound. Is that a bow and an arrow, like a arrow shot from a bow? Oh, that would be really fast. But I mean, uh, to go at the speed of sound, you would have yeah, to <laughs> propel it really, really fast. No. Uh huh. Uh, mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I you didn't fall into the trap of saying uh, Chuck Yeager and his uh, 1947 uh, trip in the Bell X1, which broke mm-hmm. the sound barrier, which is what uh, you would think it is. But you did go very interestingly in the direction of going a little ancient. But you said mm-hmm. bow and arrow. Uh, I am also looking at some sort of mm-hmm. weapon which has been uh, used for around like five thousand to six thousand years. But it's technically not a weapon. Yeah. So I think that helps me. So my other hint, like our other guess, would have been you know those uh, from Tintin. They used to have these. You blow into it, and those darts come. Blow darts come out. So I thought maybe that could be something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, no, you you'd be have to be really strong to blow at the speed of sound. Okay, I'll give you another clue. I have another guess before that. Go on. Is go this on. Uh, our catapult? But then again, it will have to be a really strong catapult too, and a very strong elastic to release it at a speed of more than sound. That is true. That is true. That is true. The stone might break apart because yeah. of that. It wouldn't be structurally feasible. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's your clue. So, like I told you, it's mm-hmm. a weapon, right? So, one of the most famous people to use it mm-hmm. or to at least <laughs> make use of it was indiana jones okay oh. and he uses it more like he was responsible for making this uh become popular in the present day yes. so, so what it would be a whip and specifically do you know the name of a particular type of whip which is named after the animal that it used to be used on a bull perfect it's the bull whip and Well done. And so, does that uh, the fact that it goes quicker than the speed does that have to do speed of sound? Does that have to do why we hear a crack? Is that somehow related to it? Okay, what what would be the term for that? The two word term for that? If you if it's not a crack, then what the technical word for that would be? Uh, well, you just figured out that it's supersonic. What two hmm. word term would come to mind whenever somebody says supersonic? 
सोनिक सोनिक ब्लास्ट नो नॉट सोनिक ब्लास्ट यूर ऑलमोस्ट देयर ऑलमोस्ट सो क्लोज दिस इज सोनिक बूम सोनिक बूम यस व्हेनेवर समथिंग गोस फास्टर देन द स्पीड ऑफ साउंड व्हेन इट क्रॉसेस मार्क 1 यू हियर अ सोनिक बूम एंड द टिप ऑफ द बुलवप ट्रैवल्स फास्टर देन द स्पीड ऑफ साउंड एंड एट दैट प्रिसाइज सेकंड मिलीसेकंड दैट इट क्रॉसेस मार्क 1 दैट क्रैक दैट यू हियर इज अ मिनी सोनिक बूम एंड द थिंग इज वी हैव बीन हियरिंग दिस फॉर अ long long amount of time but only after the advent of slow motion uh, mm. cameras in the late 1950s were we able to prove that this is what's been happening and that what we hear is a sonic boom wow. so yeah that is the first man made object to go faster than the speed of sound that is such a beautiful question like i went with my question i went so much as uh, africa history cricket but you just brought it back to the most simplest thing <laughs> what goes faster than the speed of sound i love it i love it Yeah, yeah so this is um, so uh, this k i u so i also take classes in universities and colleges and a uh, lot of time uh, what happens is we we talk to students especially school students and they like sir physics is boring sir chemistry is boring that you know the usual type of stuff so then i'll be like okay fine you know what uh, let's not talk about physics today let's talk about movies let's talk about indiana jones and all and they'll be like that's the bait <laughs> and then you bring up this random thing about bullwhip and then bring in sonic boom and two minutes later they don't realize it but they're talking about physics <laughs> lovely so that was a great question so berti are you ready for your next question bring it on so this question is also a history lesson so it starts with mount tambora or tambora it is a volcano mm-hmm. in indonesia So something that I learned okay. recently while looking up this question was there is a volcanic explosivity index which pretty much is a measure of okay. uh, how severe the volcano eruption is so if you remember i think almost okay. a decade back there was a icelandic volcano which burst and uh, it disrupted yeah. air travel all yeah. over europe that was a 4 on the scale on the explosivity index okay. mount vesuvius italy was huh. a 5 but mount tambora okay in indonesia it erupted and it was a 7 on the explosivity index it is said to be one of the okay. most powerful volcanic eruptions in recorded history killed almost 1 lakh people and it is said that Whoa. the volcanic ash like the column of ash that came out of the volcano went up to 43 kilometers into the sky and then it spread all over the world and it resulted in an event which was called a year without a summer so what happened was small Ooh. particles from the volcanic dust particularly sulfur dioxide blocked light from the sun causing a short term cooling effect across northern hemisphere so crops failed okay. people died out of starvation and there was a unseasonal cold all over the place after the eruption Again this is 10th April 1815 okay. and because of this okay. a whole lot of things happened in 1816 a young girl called Mary Shelley who was in Geneva had to stay indoors because it was so cold and gloomy outside and she went on to write the first draft of Frankenstein oh. which was pretty possibly uh-huh. the first science fiction novel Charles Dickens was 3 uh-huh. or 4 years old when this explosion happened and he was quite young and that impressionable age he saw this gloomy skies all the time and people living in abject poverty and he put that in those oh. harsh conditions into a christmas carol so a whole lot of these things happened but 
Now the, here we come to the question. There is one person called Matthew Genge, G E N G E. He is a planetary scientist from Imperial College London. He came up with this theory which he was able to prove to a quite a good extent rather. He said that the ash okay. from the volcano when it traveled all over the northern hemisphere it went all over the place over Belgium. Two months after the volcano, 10th April 1815 was when the volcano erupted. Two months later, over Belgium, the ash, when it reached the, it was there in the atmosphere, it caused a short circuit of sorts. That's what he called it. He called it a short circuit. Ash got charged and it mixed with the atmosphere and it just led to an atmospheric occurrence, which caused a whole lot of rain, okay. unseasonal rain okay. over Belgium. Okay. Now, can you tell me what one of the biggest moments of this century's history did it lead to this rain wow okay yeah so <laughs> um we have not discussed this before but this is proper bader mainhoff uh, do you know what bader mainhoff i asked a person this and then i forgot and then i asked them again uh. and it's just something that you see somewhere and it shows up everywhere or sorts is that what it is so th- this is a this is a quizzer yeah it's very much that it's like a quizzer thing better mind half is when you learn something new and then it keeps cropping up again and again and again completely coincidentally and you're like oh my god it's just destined for me yeah. to know this so this is going to be random flex and hashtag for flex for me but uh, i also uh, run uh, i also just recently mm. during the pandemic started a podcast uh, about history oh. uh, and we have been talking about different things in history it's so huge based on mm. small things and while doing the research for that i actually came across this wow. okay and this if i'm not wrong is because of my love and fascination for a song called waterloo by the band abba oh, yes and uh, i read the i read the wikipedia article for it and and i went down a rabbit hole and i went down the rabbit hole of abba's waterloo and if i'm not wrong <laughs> this is the historic occurrence of abba winning the very first <laughs> eurovision uh, contest <laughs> by singing waterloo which is based on a very small historical thing of the defeat of uh, napoleon <laughs> yes exactly getting abba into you get extra points for that <laughs> if there were points i would give that to you but you were absolutely right on that morning that's amazing this right? is like the butterfly effect but in action <laughs> all right buddy <laughs> oh by the way a uh, uh, yeah. quick thing quick thing so if you like mm. volcanoes um there is volcano called tal t a l right uh, which is which is in the mm. philippines okay and uh, the tal is a active mm. volcano inside the caldera of a dormant volcano which is inside the lake of a dead volcano it's like volcano section wow. and you can go three go through all three volcanoes and stand on the edge of a tall and look down it is just brilliant like after all the damage that i have just spoken about i don't think i'll be doing that anytime soon but <laughs> that was great uh, buddy buddy it's turn for your question Okay so my question uh, is from the field of movies entertainment Lovely. indian movies okay so this mm-hmm. film 
was advertised as featuring the eight wonders of the world so in one song sequence the lead actor and the actress visit one the great wall of china two the eiffel tower three the empire state building four the taj mahal five the great pyramid six the colosseum in rome and seven the leaning tower hmm. of pisa so what was the eighth wonder of the world okay so uh, you said the leading man and the leading uh, actress they are on yeah. all those uh, they are at all these places yeah yeah yes absolutely and this was not cgi this movie was like at that point of time it was one of the most expensive movies ever made so they actually flew the entire crew there so they when it's front of great wall of china it's literally the great wall of china there was no cgi ah uh, so you know my first guess here is uh hmm. Hmm. that 90s song with kamal hassan the telephone dun pe hasne wali weirdly okay. enough because i think uh, telephone money for silly yeah that is in australia right in front of uh, yeah because sydney harbor and he yeah. says melbourne machli machalne wali but in front of sydney harbor <laughs> but he does say <laughs> slight yeah. jargon he does say egypt <laughs> mein no but this is but he says that but this is one song where visually in mm, okay, the okay, video okay. in the montage they travel to all these places it's not in lyrical it's literally they are there physically no i thought even kamal hasan went there i wasn't sure about the video i thought kamal hasan might have gone there <laughs> see kamal hasan might definitely have gone there just because he's he kamal hasan could do that. <laughs> he's known as ulaga nayagan which means world hero so obviously <laughs> i had to prove it but no in this it's somebody else and it's all in one shot in one video in one montage like within mm-hmm. four five minutes uh, i remember another music video i'm again i'm not so sure uh, was machu picchu anywhere oh. in the in the list that you mentioned no uh, machu picchu was not uh, but very interestingly if you're thinking that's yeah. a rajnikanth song yeah, you, yeah i was thinking that then you are you are almost at the answer because it's the same actress aha uh-huh. Ooh, uh are we thinking jeans because actress is aishwarya so i'm thinking <gasps> jeans perfect perfect i don't remember the songs of jeans what so this is ajuba are ha okay correct uh but what is the but remember what the question was uh, what was an eighth wonder uh are ha uh, so okay i'm just uh, like kavita krishnamurthy is singing in my head she says dharti se ambar se something something se humne suna pyar ajuba hai so love is the eighth wonder is that what it is uh okay no aha answer is a little more um <laughs> very in your face <laughs> so uh what year do you think this was 90 95ish 9495ish okay 9098 mm-hmm. okay okay so do you know what happened in 1994 which makes uh this very fitting that uh the lead actress is who it was the fact that she became a miss world and hence she is one of the wonders of the world yeah <laughs> is that <laughs> oh lord How did they fit that into the song? And like, it's right there. Once you know, yeah. it's there. Yeah, yeah. She is the eighth wonder of the world because she was Miss World. Ah, they put that ah. in the song. Well done, well done. Jeans. Yeah. I forgot about that movie. But wasn't that? Oh, do you know why it's called Jeans? Because uh, I don't know. Actually, I I was trying to come up with some answer, but I don't know what. 
Oh, good luck. So, this is uh, Shankar, the Tamil director, being as, at his usual mm-hmm. great self. Uh, okay, the premise of the movie is a story about a pair of twins uh, acted by the great Prashant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Tamil movie, by the way, just yeah. dubbed in Hindi. So, uh, it has, and Prashant pair, uh, plays mm-hmm. a pair of twins, yeah. right? And uh, Shankar actually named it Jeans. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then... people like the producer told him like listen nobody's going to get the joke name it something else which is more trendy and it's about the 90s so shankar said okay you know guess what we'll just make it about denim and people wear jeans all the time so i'll name it jeans wow. now this is a podcast so obviously you have no idea what i am saying because it's not written down yeah. but the thing is the first jeans is g e n e s because it's about a pair of twins wow. <laughs> and the second jeans is j e a n s which is because of what denim <laughs> they did that are That's such a crazy idea. And we went ahead with it. We saw the movie yeah. also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. All right. A quick little heads up. Niara and Kissai Quarantine are organizing an open general quiz on 31st August 8 p.m. There are cash prizes to be given away. Niara is a global village which is working in rural areas for the underprivileged children by providing them with educational needs by whatever is possible on their part. So please do take part in this quiz. The fees for Lone Wolf is rupees 50 and for a team participation it is rupees 80. You can make the payment via Google Pay, Paytm or PhonePay. at the number 9777765622 i'll repeat the number again 9777765622 for more information you can always reach out to the same number neara kissa quarantine open general quiz 31st august that's all for now now back to the quiz The next question is uh, sort of in your ballpark considering I know that you are uh, quite interested into music into making music. So okay. Storm Thorgerson is a British graphic okay. designer and today we are talking about a particular design of his. It was inspired by a photo okay. that he saw in a photography book. Another thing about Can I go directly and say it is the dark side of the moon cover? <laughs> <laughs> so uh <laughs> I I know I did I I know I did that blasphemous thing that quizzers do where before the question is done they jump and the teammate is like dude do you know what you're doing I'm like yeah I know what I'm doing and the teammate is like you're going to get a negative and I'm like it's okay I'm going to go for this <laughs> So you are absolutely right the cue that he was given was uh or rather he tried to include three elements into the cover one was the band's stage lighting mm. then the album lyrics and a mm. request for something simple and bold and you are absolutely right what he did yeah. and ended up as the cover of dark side of the moon for those who don't know pink floyd covers uh the album covers it is basically a prism with light going through from one end and refraction happening and you get six different colors of light you don't get indigo that is a trick question normally you have seven colors but you don't get indigo Ooh. in the yeah, yeah. pink floyd album cover yeah, yeah. blame blame isaac newton for blame that. isaac newton why did he come up with indigo <laughs> and since we were talking about wonders of the world in the previous question 
So apparently inside the sleeve they had two pictures one was of Floyd performing with the letters Pink Floyd in the background and the other one was the great uh, mm-hmm. pyramids of Giza because again it looks like a prism mm-hmm. if you look at the figure yeah. of it yeah and yeah that was the question well done Bertie you just knocked it out of the park with that oh, one by the way <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, I'm sorry uh, that I didn't tell you earlier about this or maybe didn't come into conversation but uh, I kind of am a Pink Floyd fanatic <laughs> Where did you get this question like what uh, part in the entire thing or you, did you just know the name Storm Thorgerson No you said you said hmm. music first and then when you mentioned Storm I thought the answer would be hypnosis because I thought you'll go for what's the name yeah. of this company because that's as far as I thought then when you said photograph then I have ah, to stop you there great yeah. great now it's your turn and uh, you're going to ask a question oh but yeah. Yeah, before that before that before that so uh, like you talked mm-hmm. about the dark side of the moon cover right so the front of it has the prism like Correct. you described it the back side of it has the whole thing upside down do you know why storm did it that way upside down as in it has two prisms right if i'm not mistaken you, the one refraction and you, then cu- so so the mm-hmm. vinyl yeah so the vinyl i'm talking about the vinyl and also i think the cd mm-hmm. but i have the vinyl the lps if you see it from the front the white light comes from the left side hits a prism right in the middle and comes out as a spectrum of colors okay. on the right side okay and the white light starts from the middle of the square uh, on your mm-hmm. left border and the colored light goes to the middle of the border mm-hmm. on the right side and it is exactly flipped it's exactly upside down on the back of the cover do you know why he did that uh the okay the the de- the details of the lp is given at the mm-hmm. back okay the the song list and management yeah. it so that's it now all music stores have to at some point of time show both sides of the album they have to show the front to show the name mm-hmm. of the album whatever and they have to show the back where you have to put the song list and everything so he designed it in such a way so that when you stack one next to the mm-hmm. each other it looks like one white light goes into the prism counts out and then becomes a white light and then goes back so it becomes a continuous oh. spectrum an infinite spectrum when stacked next to each oh. other wow that is yeah they talking about just for this i have four copies of the original vinyl of dakshar the moon so that i can stack it like <laughs> can you send me a picture yeah sure 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 i I I'll do that I'll do that I'll send you know maybe on the social media handle once the episode is out we can show it how it actually happened we'll I'll All right so your turn Bertie ask me a question uh again a simple question what is the highest point south of new delhi what is the highest point south of new delhi idukki not yep. really Okay that's okay that's good so this is one of the questions i ask just to find out if somebody's googling hard you know when you have one of the problems with having online mm. quizzes is that you know you are always worried mm. if somebody's googling right so this is a question that you can make sure that that person uh, is not googling or is googling <laughs> the highest point south of new delhi when you say highest are we talking actually about uh, like physical latitude Yeah and yeah, are we speaking yeah. about India when or are we speaking about in general well i am saying india but in general as well yeah the highest point south of new delhi yeah you you can take it generally don't think about only interesting so the himalayas go out of the picture okay i'm thinking go on. two ways uh, it can be hmm. one would be something like a hmm. what's the one in africa kilimanjaro 
that is one way we could go that is one way of looking okay, at it okay that's good like maybe maybe it just so happens it is yeah it is it is south of uh, the entire continent of like pretty much africa is below the equator so yeah and uh, we are above the equator so that makes sense yes it is it, it you you are the right path but i need something taller than the kilimanjaro so i am thinking maybe there is some place uh, which is under water maybe under a ocean and oh, then from nice. the ocean bed the height is maybe more than even for as you said at kilimanjaro Okay I I this is brilliant you are talking about Mauna Kea which is literally the volcano that is part of Hawaii and uh, we would look at l- height as in hmm. perfect height distance from bottom of the mountain to the top it is the tallest ever what is it called again Mauna Kea M A U N A K E A so uh, when you're looking at tall yes but i specifically said altitude hmm. okay shall i give you a clue uh, yeah So this is what I generally ask people. I just asked you to name a really really tall place. Can just what is the first thing that comes to your mind? A building. Like forget the question. Just just generally say I just asked for you I literally I said what's the highest point? That's it. Forget that there's out of Delhi or whatever. Just I'm saying name a really really tall high point. What would you say? A mountain. First, a first mountain that comes to your mind. Yeah, okay. And what will be the very specific mountain that comes to your mind? Everest. Perfect. And that's the answer. <laughs> Is it south of Delhi? It is 1 degree south of ah. Delhi. <laughs> Mount Everest is 27.9 degrees north uh, <laughs> and New Delhi is 28.6 degrees north. I actually expected it to be much higher like at least in latitude. Oh. Yeah, now that I look at now that I look at India, I can see Nepal on the side, a mental image of it. Yeah. So uh I, whenever I talk to students uh, in Bangalore yeah. and stuff like that, I tell them that you know what you, you're closer to Mount Everest than you are to Rashtrapati Bhavan in a straight that line. That is actually true. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Isn't That's it? That's a good trick question. I can see how people fall for it and uh, start googling some details. So th- here's the thing. When when somebody uh, when you ask this and someone like sir it's Anaimudi. Hmm. Okay. and that's a point so anaimudi is Correct. in kerala and mm. if you google highest point in mm. south india that is the okay. first answer mm. which is true but that was not the question so that's the point right it's about how you google if you google highest points of the uh. new delhi uh, you don't get anything mm. like that okay you uh, automatically the algorithm picks it up as highest point in south india right which would become uh-huh. anaimudi unless this podcast becomes viral and this is what everybody starts searching for and this is the answer that comes on top then my question is spoiled forever but yeah that's how and now that's a double edged sword i don't know should i do i want it to be changed or do i not want it to be changed <laughs> no we are creating history go ahead do it it's an interesting question for a brief moment i thought maybe it's something like a burj khalifa maybe but <laughs> no that's clearly not what nice. it was But yeah so it is Everest it's a well done great question Now is the time for your last question Bertie are you ready Okay this question is from the world of memes how much of a meme person okay. are you Okay huh yes i finally knew this i finally know that one day my skills will come into use yes i have done talks about richard dawkins just so that i can talk about memes so yeah that <laughs> level i am <laughs> so 
I'm not so meme savvy, but this is one which I came across and I found it really interesting. So in 2014, okay. Activision released Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare. The game provided fans with a yeah. usual array of features, which is normally associated with Call of Games. So there are single-player campaigns, multiple-player campaigns, and things so on and so forth. Now this particular game, the campaign mode, if you would play. it is set in the year 2054 and you play a us okay. marine called jack mitchell jack mitchell is fighting north korean invaders uh. and terrorist organizations and pretty much everything and anyone who's trying to take america apart now there's a scene in the game where mitchell's best friend private will irons oh. is killed in action so there is an entire scene with the uh, Will Irons, his mm. arm gets stuck in a vehicle, and the vehicle is about to blow up. Mm. But at the last moment, Will Irons saves the character which you end up playing in the game, Jack Mitchell. And mm. after you yeah. complete the game's first mission, you have to attend Irons' funeral. Mm. What what meme did this entire situation lead to? And if you could tell me why it became a meme, that would also be great. <laughs> Okay, so this okay. I don't know. Uh, this is uh, uh, this is actually a very popular thing on Reddit. Is the press F uh, to pay respects uh, meme? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think uh, I'm not very sure about the history mm-hmm. behind it. I might have read it, but I forgot about it. Uh, it's about a player. Uh, oh. like you can come back as a player and then attend the funeral and if you press f i think you leave behind a message or you put a flower down or something like that and that's what so, it became the basis for the meme yeah so it's basically the one of the characters his its funeral is going on and uh, to pay respects basically you mm-hmm. put flowers onto the coffin and things like that and uh-huh. people uh-huh. people who were playing the game said it was really absurd because the entire scene is set up as a young person has died and you as a player have to press right. the button f to pay respects and they said it was too <laughs> trivial a thing to do for someone's death so it just became a thing as you uh, rightly said over reddit whenever <laughs> someone goes through something really bad or misfortune happens they just say press f for respect in a way f making fun of activision and call of duty advanced warfare so yeah you're right press f for respects in the comments also press f for respects if you knew the answer or didn't know the answer rather <laughs> <laughs> My Instagram profile is going to be full of after this. <laughs> I it was either this or the other meme that I know of or I find really interesting is this one called is this loss. Have you seen that one? Oh damn. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And good luck explaining that on a podcast. That's why I did not go there. Rather let's keep it to pay uh press F for respects. Oh my god, some of those those are so deep it's amazing the things that people come i mean sometimes i think mm. like for example uh, mm. richard dawkins uh, very in 1976 in the selfish gene he talks about meme as a cultural analog uh, which talks about mutation and about how the human uh, psyche is actually evolved 
to uh, understand the concept of memes uh, better uh, as you know genetic proposition wow. so uh, in biology we, we we talk about it a lot so the concept of meme came by through evolution thanks to uh, sir richard dawkins and uh, this is a perfect example of it where it mutates so hmm. much that there are things that you have there is it has absolutely no resemblance to the original context. but you get it purely through yeah. context and through some sort of neural impulse in your brain and there are there is there are facebook groups called uh, there are facebook groups called is this a yeah. lost meme and they just like tag that on random post and then you're like oh my god that is actually a lost meme it is just it's just mental. i would really yeah. recommend uh, the audience the listeners just to go through is this a loss there's a website called know you meme you'll get a basic idea into it and then just oh. take a deep dive into the rabbit hole for half an hour how people have made a meme how yeah. it has traveled and after that uh, yeah. you'll be sitting 6 months later having your coffee and you scroll through something and you'll be like what is this image and it'll strike you that image is lost if none of this is making sense right now it's okay oh yeah just google it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah and good luck getting out of that rabbit hole. <laughs> All right. So Bertie, now is the time for our audience question. You get to ask a question to the audience and the audience can answer the question and they can send us the answer at our social media handles which is @quiztimeindia on Instagram and our other handle on Instagram is @podcaststudio41. Same handle for Twitter @podcaststudio41 and On Facebook we are Studio 41 so they can send in the answers there. So Bertie, please tell us your question. Okay, so this is a nice combination of mythology and etymology. We're talking about Greek mythology. So Ariadne was the daughter of Minos, the king of Crete. So her father put her in charge of the labyrinth or maze where sacrifices were made as reparations to goddess Athena. Now this maze was guarded by a creature called the Minotaur which is the head of a bull on the body of a man just like that red bull thing okay So Ariadne helped her lover Theseus overcome the Minotaur by using a ball of thread to help him out of the maze Now which word in the English language is derived from that very particular ball of thread i'll give you a clue as well the word exists pretty much the same as it appeared then there's only a slight change in the spelling so that is your clue all right so a thread was used to get uh, what was his name a thesis pieces yeah. out of the maze which kind of makes sense that is so that and all is not important yeah. girlfriend gets boyfriend <laughs> out of a maze with a thread ball of thread <laughs> so what word do we get in the english like <laughs> yeah theek hai so yeah that is pretty much what the question is you can send in the answers by the way i'll tell you something very crafty i did hmm? i already gave you the answer wow while telling the question yeah Okay, this is full Kaiser Soze moment happening now. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of the quiz. If you think you know the answer to Bertie's question, all you have to do is is send us the answer at at the rate quiz time India on Instagram. Our other handles on Instagram at the rate podcast studio forty one on Twitter. At the rate podcast studio forty one, and if you are on Facebook, you can find us at Studio Forty One. 
that brings us to the end of the episode. This is me, Aditya, signing off. I really, really hope you enjoyed the show. Please tell your friends and family about it. Please tell your quizzing brethren about it. That's it. That's all for today. Thank you for your time. You can thank me for mine.